looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Balls so dry, they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls and your hairy butt balls. What is that? It's my balls. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Carmen. <laughs> How would you like to suck my balls? <laughs> What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Balls. Right here on a litany of networks. Hopefully you're liking and sharing it. Look up Suck My Balls. A South Park review on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, HackerHumming.Podbean.com, RatSaladReview.com. Any litany of other podcast outlets, as well as on YouTube, as you can see, Ian is making faces there to start off the show. We are here live direct to you on a premiere for you on a Wednesday morning or an afternoon, whenever you choose to consume, whenever you get down and you feel like you're not looking for the bloom. Well, we're providing you Zoom, 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 your South Park review. I'm your host of the most lives on the West Coast, your boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter on Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. I am joined by my bra. My bra. bra. He's, bra I'm going by the Batman to my Robin. Robin. My Robin shirt here. People can see it on video. I am Matthew Schaefer and I'm joined by Ski. Jackson. What's up, Betty? Going down there. <laughs> Chilling, bro. It's another day. Look at it. Look, I got this light coming in here. I got a light over here. It's mm-hmm. a little quiet for now. We'll see how long that lasts as the construction continues on my apartment building. If you're watching this on video, you'll see that 
Ian has decided to go ahead and uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna go ahead and <laughs> set up my pop collection as he hides his medicine there. Uh, there's a lot of fun cool pops we're looking at in the video description here. Um, you know that's lovely to see, lovely to you know look at. I probably should go ahead and get some form of shelf set up here, and I could display all my South Park pops on full display and my fucking wobblers. But nevertheless. Ian, how are you doing this week? How's uh, life been treating you on this side of the world? Tired of lockdown, dude. <laughs> you know, when this is all over, I'm going to try and throw a barbecue or something. In there. I'm, I'm going to make some beef. When this is all over, I'm going to make so, some so You can see I shaved my beard off, man. I'm naked. Oh, are we going to talk about the uh, the the big elephant in the room here? Ian does not have facial hair. If you're watching on the, the video format, then again, I mean, we've this is only like episode four or five of video for them, I believe. That's true, that's true. But we've got mostly our podcasts in audio format. That being the first season, this is now into our fifth or sixth. So as we continue to bring this and move forward, yes, you can see the uh, change. In Ian's face from old man to little kid again over right the last uh, three weeks. I'm back <laughs> Ian in my looked, teens again. He <laughs> looks like right now he's like, uh, I don't know, I'd say pushing 23, 24. It's like, hey, hey, let me see your ID. It's like, oh, you're 33. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <huh? laughs> yeah, that's how, I, that's how I feel when I shave too. And like when I shave and like, I mean, you've seen me when I shave my full face and like when I have really short hair. Like Dude. I just look like a kid. <laughs> we're, we're kids again, man. But and I think I think after full lockdown is over, I'm gonna whoosh, like real really? short. Yeah, just like how little kids spike it up in the You're front. Dude. A little long there for you. I would say it's kind of a kind of a you know like a, a retro '90s hairstyle look you got going on. Not that it's bad. I'm just saying, you know, you've kind of got that. Definitely what I was trying to go for, but. <laughs> It's not working out. <laughs> I've got ridiculously long hair, so I've been growing this thing out for like, fuck, almost more than three years now. I want to say almost th- at least more than three years. So like, I just been letting it go. I get the sides cleaned up. I can't have. I've been able to do that, and I don't trust myself to do it. So I need to go get that done. So I'm looking forward to the lockdown being over. But we're here to provide entertainment for you and everyone else to ourselves in this lockdown which is why we're here to talk about south park we're into season two now if you'd like to go ahead and catch up on any of our previous seasons as we mentioned you can uh hackeramming.podbean.com or on itunes spotify uh stitcher google play breaker podcast over podcast pocket cast just look up suck my balls a south park review and we will come up in fact if you look up suck my balls we'll probably just come up so just, just look up suck my balls Tonight we're going to be reviewing, or today, wherever you are, season two, episode number six. I realized last week's episode, I just said episode five, and I was like, fuck, <laughs> that bothered me the, like all time. Like I should have said season two, episode five. Well, this is season two, episode six, the Mexican staring frog of Southern Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this episode, it begins with Cartman asking Mr. Garrison, <laughs> they're in the classroom, hey, Mr. Garrison, like after Mr. Garrison writes Vietnam on the board, what, what, what's Vietnam? <laughs> Mr. Garrison, what's Vietnam? What's Vietnam? A question a child might ask, but not a childish question. 
And Mr. Garrison says, a question a child might ask, but not a not child question. question. He laughs at that, but I think that's an interesting point to kind of get the episode going right away. Because it's really not a child's question. If you no, just and ask it's, it. it's actually like a it's all it's pretty deep philosophical question because it's pertaining to Vietnam. You know what I'm saying? And like it's a a question a child might ask, but it's not a childish question saying that if a child is perceptive enough to ask what is going on or what it is, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too too high for it. <laughs> no, no. I was just thinking more along the lines of that if you it's not a childish question because I think to this day still people don't understand what Vietnam is or what Vietnam was. Right. It was and a I war know, that was never going to be one look Right. And to be quite honest, we've even learned over the course of history, whether they want to publicly acknowledge it or not, that the reasoning for the United States entering the Vietnam War was not clear-cut and dry and honest, to be quite mm -hmm. real. So you can go back and do your research. You can look up the – I think it's the Gulf of Tonka. You know, you can look up different things. It, you know, people want to call people conspiracy theorists, but, you know, that's just the government CIA created term, which you can look that up too. So, like, if you're just questioning things and, like, you're trying to find out the information for yourself, that's what I want you to do. I'm not telling you to, like, believe in conspiracies. I'm just telling you to go look it up. The, the reason that for us to get involved in the Vietnam War eh, probably weren't the best. We probably shouldn't have done it. And the way we did yeah. it probably shouldn't have been done either. So it, it, it goes to – question what is it what was vietnam and why did we go there even overall arcing that's a broader question and in this case it's very innocent naive as you mentioned it's just kids what's vietnam <laughs> so mr garrison tells the children that their assignment is to write a paper based on a conversation they have with someone in their life who served in the vietnam war um i believe it was craig he asks, what happens if they don't uh, know anyone who if i what happens if i don't know anyone lived in vietnam Go ahead. I think you wanted to say it, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you don't know anybody that went to Vietnam? <laughs> uh, then you'll get an F, fill third grade, and have to get a job cleaning septic tank support and drug addiction. And Greg's like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, Mr. Garrison, um, Laying it down thick that these guys are going to have to do a report. Now, luckily, at, initially, they, and they think about it right away in the classroom. They're like, hey, Stan, doesn't, isn't your uncle uh, Jimbo does a public access show? Isn't, isn't he and his buddy Ned, didn't they appear in Vietnam? And they're like, oh, yeah. And then they start watching his show. <laughs> and then, like, they're all, welcome back to hunting and fishing <laughs> with Jimbo and Ned. And so they, say hi, Ned. My Ned. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. It's called hunting and killing with his friend yeah. and war buddy Ned. So on the air, they explain that it's coming right at me. Law has been dropped, and they can now only kill animals when it's necessary to quote thin out their ranks. Now the new law passed by Colorado legislature, which Ned and I call Pussy Law Number Four, states that we can no longer kill animals in defense. In other words, our old line of "It's coming right for us." It's coming right for us. No longer works. So now we only kill animals to quote thin out their numbers. If we don't hunt, then these animals will grow too big in number, and they won't have enough food. So you see, we have to kill animals, or else they'll die. 
expounding <laughs> on the dangers of overpopulation in the wild, he says, we have to kill them or they'll die. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have watched watched this episode twice and both times it's almost like I'm taking surprise and I forget all about what he says. (laughs) Now, we have to kill or they'll die. (laughs) That's the philosophy and the thought of thinning out the hurt. Now, okay. If we want to really like look at it logically, if it's a overpopulated animal, that's one thing, right? Like if it was like if there was like thousands upon thousands of deer and you were like, okay, when we say we have to kill them or they'll die, I mean, we have to take out a couple deer so that way the rest of the herd can survive. That's, you know, that makes more sense. In this case, he's just saying we have to kill them. Otherwise, they're going to die. <laughs> they were really doing anything. They're just some deer hanging out in Colorado. I, I don't think there's a, I think there's probably, you know, a good amount of deer they can survive. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, it's not that hard for a deer to survive. Like, they survive in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure they could survive anywhere. I mean, I've seen them in California. I've seen them in Montana. I don't know <laughs> if I, I don't know if I've really seen them in New York. Never really seen them out here. Well, I mean, I know they're in probably upstate New York. I was going to say, no, I've never seen them in Arizona either. Um, we, got, we got them pigs. You got them what? Pigs. Pigs? Habiliners. So, did you say pigs? I think that's what you got to be clear. Enunciate. Did you say pigs? Yeah. The habilina. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have the uh, you have the uh, el pigo. <laughs> el pigo. El pigo. Just make up words. Uh, so the boys decide that uh, after watching the show that you know we got to kill them or they're gonna die. So. Uh, basically, Cartman and they all and the boys they all go wait for him right outside the at the, stu- the studio, I believe it was, as they're being filmed, and uh, they're like, "Oh, it's my it's my nephew and his friends," that being Stanley, and uh, Cartman asked them if being in Vietnam was fun, <laughs> and, and Kyle says, "Not Stan, I wrote here," but Kyle actually says, "What kind of stupid ass question is that?" Of course, it was fun. <laughs> Jimbo says, "Well." V- not, Vietnam was fun, but not like going to the circus fun or fly fishing in Montana fun. No, Vietnam was more like sticking shards of broken glass up your ass and sitting in a tub of tobacco sauce fun. <laughs> All right. Now, here, here is where you kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, well, that's what Vietnam was like. It's just kind of like that, right? <laughs> but... Come <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So when he so when he reels off about the Rambo, the Rambo's tale of life in a country that was the amusement park rides in it, you know. Oh, we won't even say long rest. <laughs> we haven't gotten it yet, but that's funny. Yeah, no. Basically, what Skip's referring to is the next up that like they start telling their story about Vietnam, and they mentioned to the boys that you know they were on a circuit that uh, what was that? Above a Ferris wheel, that was what they had. They yeah, had the they had Ferris wheel, the log ride, and they had some other. It looks like a, a merry-go-round. And all of a sudden, they decide they're gonna they get paired up because Jimbo tells the backstory of how he met Ned. 
So they they did they recount this story, <laughs> and they're recounting. And Jimbo and like uh, Ned are in a helicopter, and they're trying right. to shoot and off this they, missile, and it doesn't go off. So they're, so they're like, "All right, let's crash this thing." So they crash land it at all costs. Right, we gotta take these guys out at all costs. So, and this is when uh, Ned's still had a voice, and they end up crashing the plane. <laughs> they end up crashing crashing the plane. Taking out the whole Viet Cong army after uh, sitting on top of a very beautiful horse. And uh, then they decide to go back to camp where they can play or they can eat s'mores or whatever it was, some good food or I don't know. But they basically kind of tell this fabricated tale of Vietnam and them having a Ferris wheel and a log ride and all this <laughs> other bullshit. It was ridiculous. Uh, but they had me believing it at one point back then. I had to look it up. I was like, no, this can't be real. I was like, they're not just making some shit up. And then I was like, well, is the media lying to me? Because they, maybe they didn't tell me the whole truth. But no, there was. Um, <clears throat> uh, so interestingly enough, have you ever heard people tell you about Vietnam? I feel like Vietnam is one of the wars that like, even veterans still don't talk about to this day because it was so traumatic. And I feel like Vietnam, while yes, in the context that America didn't win the war, so we can't really be like, let's put it in our history book and talk about America being that. So they can't really put that in the history book, you know what I mean? Right. So they really don't talk about Vietnam a lot. Do you have you ever met anybody who shared anything with you about Vietnam or any no, had right. any experiences researching it, watch any movies, had any interest in the topic itself? <laughs> but after this, I'm probably gonna do a lot of research into He's it. He's not gonna do I'm it. I'm gonna anything. really see I've never, I've never really understood Vietnam and never looked into it. I guess it's because I didn't have any, you know, direct family that came back and was, well, you know damn well which war I was in, boy. You know damn well, damn damn, back in goddamn damn. I didn't, I've, 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 <laughs> I'm, 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 in the night. Boom, boom. I think my grandpa was in Desert Storm. I think that's the closest. Anything crazy that my family was, and uh, my my grandpa, my other grandpa was in WW two Navy Admiral. None of them were in Nam. My great great grandfather was in World War two, and then my grandfather was in. I think he was in the Korean War, not the Vietnam War. I think he was in the Korean War, and then my uncle. He was in Operation Desert Storm during the 90s. And then uh, that, that was it. Like, I wanted to go into the military. I think we, we might have talked about this offline. But, like, I just generally, like, I wanted to go in the military. But, like, uh, there was there were, like, a couple things. They were like, first of all, son, we know you're in good shape. But you got scoliosis and you got plantar fasciitis. And I was like, but I can do ROTC. They're like, that's fine. But you can't do the military. And I was like, God damn it. God damn it. So I didn't want to do that after that. So it was fine. But it would have been cool to do that. And that's okay that I couldn't do that. Because then all of a sudden people went to Iraq. So I was like, I don't really want to go to the military anyway. <laughs> I'm like, and that's the biggest deal. Is like if you don't believe in the cause, you really shouldn't go into the military. Because otherwise you're uh, stupid. So right. I was like, well, I guess I don't believe in this cause. And it's a good thing I never went. So it worked out for the best. But I was bummed at first. I probably would have been brainwashed. And I would have just been like, yeah, I believe in the cause. <laughs> anyway uh back to this episode we as we discussed vietnam it's a you know very crazy time in the world of wars if you will and in this case south park uh definitely tries to make it a humorous manner 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can you could say that. They're just they're 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 kind of I don't know what are they making fun of? Um, basically, like every Vietnam movie, pretty much, because it all they're they're all pretty much you know they've got like the the real life clips are pretty much just like what the Nam movies were. But then the they song. added the log, yeah, and then the song, but they added the log rides, and then, you know, the one soldier, all we ever wanted was to ride the Ferris wheel. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they added that cliche, like, ambiance, and talked about the Vietnam War. It was definitely parody-like, I would say, that's a good call-out. They parodied other Vietnam-style of uh, vignette packages, as they'd say in professional wrestling, or just... In general, just packages put together to kind of uh, expose uh, certain scenes. So they did that. That was a nice, funny parody, but they did it with the music parks. We, and later on, as you were referring to, uh, they went ahead and spoke about the um, what was it? Uh, when they're in the car, they're driving along as they're shooting. We'll get into this here, but the boys decide to get revenge because what happens is they turn in this paper about the amusement parks to Mr. Garrison, and Mr. Garrison's like, "You get an F minus," <laughs> and they're like, "F minus." <laughs> Can we do that? So Mr. Garrison doesn't believe them. I like how the boys call him out though. What, what, I thought were you in Vietnam, Mr. Garrison? <laughs> how do you know you were there? <laughs> and he gets all mad. Are there any questions? Yes, Mr. Garrison. Yes, uh, where the f*** did you hear this ridiculous load of bullshit? From Vietnam veterans. Well, boys, it's obvious to me that you didn't do your work, and then you stayed up all night making up some ridiculous lie. No, no, we didn't. You all receive an F minus. F minus? Can you do that? But but we're not making it up. It was- Stanley, the Vietnam War was war. There weren't galloping steeds or singing birds or log rides. How do you know? You weren't even there. Well, that's it. All of you have detention for the rest of the week. <laughs> He's like, no, I, you know, well, you're going to F minus. So he gets F minus and now the boys are pissed. So they're like, fuck, they're like, we got to get back at my uncle Jimbo. So they decide to go ahead and uh, make up something because the guys of the hunt and killing stuff with Jimbo and pals, <laughs> they decide they got a, uh, what was it? A video submission of the Mexican staring frog from Sri Lanka. So then Sri Lanka. I don't know why I say it like that. <laughs> so they get this submission from him and they decide to play it up because in the, in the initial video that they get, it's just like a blur. It could be anything. It probably could be like right. a wild animal just running through the woods or something. But the kids are like, all right. So they get like a fake plastic frog and they decide to get revenge by pranking Uncle Jimbo, sending him fake footage of this uh, crypto zoological uh, phenomena. Sorry, that's a hard word to say. Uh, the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. So to air on the show. Now, the footage proves so popular that Jimbo's ratings. Ready for this? Ready for this, uh, Scoop? Yep, ready. Double. They doubled. <laughs> they went up. Those brains shot through the roof. And they doubled. So 12 people were like excited. Now, in the video itself, all it is is just like it's sitting on a log. That's the first one. They're like, we have ex- we have whole footage that shows that the Mexican stereophone of Sri Lanka, Southern Sri Lanka, 
is real. But for your own safety, you need to look away. So we're going to look <laughs> away, too. So everyone looks away, and it's just a frog sitting there. <laughs> like, not doing the fake plastic frog. And they're like, the boys are at home, they're laughing. And they're like, ha, 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 what an yeah. idiot. He put it on TV. <laughs> and Jim and, and Ned's just like, he's got a tonic. Not yet. That's not yet. Not oh, that's yet. not yet. That's, not that's yet. way ahead, buddy. My bad. First, like in the first, this is the introduction of the Mexican staring frog. So that's how they get him. And then what happens is, is now counter programming is going on. We find out after this that there's the full on. This is when we get a full on Jesus of Pals episode. And in. <laughs> Do that again. That was great. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so yes they introduce coming up next on the public access channel whatever it was is the jesus of pal show and now it so they introduce jesus christ and it's like a talk show and we referenced this on other previous episodes that i hear where the boys called in them they're like hey jesus <laughs> <laughs> Is a is a is assisted suicide an okay thing? Uh, kids, I'm not touching that with a 40 foot pole. Click. <laughs> so the kids have talked to Jesus and pals before. He's been a staple in the background, but this case, he's actually uh, getting his own storyline, and he's hosting. Uh, first off, he's hosting like a talk show, and mm-hmm. you know, initially the he probably had the best intentions. Unfortunately, in the ratings war, the producer gets word that the Hunt and Kalen shows their ratings have doubled. So now that she's telling Jesus, we got to zazz things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Went from six to 12. So she demands uh, that the show kind of turns more into a tabloid style of a show where they're going to have a different thing. Got people, girls, wacky adventures on, you know, things you'd see on Maury Povich or things you might see in paternity court nowadays. That's what I call paternity courts, Maury in court. Uh, We have the results. Um, <laughs> forget about Springer. There's a uh, well, big play on Springer. In this I was going to say, well, we hadn't got there yet. That's come on. Uh, oh, yes. Jesus, dude. I'm... You keep jumping ahead. But anyway, uh, uh, so basically, yes, on all the talk shows, whether it be Geraldo Rivera getting an investigative reporter or whether it be, uh, yes, J- Jerry Springer, uh, he, they're basically pairing all these different. <laughs> over the top 90s talk style shows that were very popular at the time because you know we were just coming off uh we're kind of getting to the end of the 90s here but i believe as i mentioned at the uh at the beginning of the episode you know this episode aired june 10th 1998 um so like we were kind of getting toward the end of the 90s itself you know what i mean so it's just a, a very interesting topic uh to think about you know that they you know they were kind of making fun of all that stuff and you know it's kind of relevant as far as talk shows is concerned. Because now when you get into the 2000s and even now, 20 years later, those kind of talk shows aren't as big anymore. Like they have daytime talk shows, but they're more like you in shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're like, we're going to bring on this person on Ellen. And we're going to be like, oh, my God, look, Ellen's got a prize for you. Yeah, all guys have that. You know what I mean? So it's, it kind of turned more from 90s TV trash into that. But, you know, that's what uh, those Jesus and Pals was trying to parody here. So as we mentioned, Jesus uh, wanted you know to fight back, and uh, he has his lady on, who's in the crowd, or he's on the, on stage with her husband. And they're all like talking about a, a sad story. <laughs> and she's, 
<laughs> my husband, I knew he could survive after being in the mine or whatever it was for 12 days. And then some lady in the crowd like, uh-uh, you need to dump that zero and get with the hero. My husband was trapped for 12 hours. And yet somehow he managed to survive. That's right. He's a very brave man, and I love him very much. I'm a king. Well, let's see if the audience has any questions. Yes, uh, you over there. I think she needs to kick him to the curb, baby. Kick who to the curb? Her no-good husband. She's got to lose that zero and get herself a hero. But... He wants to have his cake and eat it, too. He's got to dump that trash girlfriend. It's all about respect. you got to have respect for yourself. And just, then, like, like drooling. <laughs> right? And then some other lady, like, flips it. And you need to drop that girl. And then, like, you just see him, like, he's like, what do you... Jesus, like, wait, wait, wait. I, I, I think you're missing the point here. Uh, but I thought they talked about, in this kind of scene, at least how the audience was reacting. The audience was, like, kind of trollish. And if you look back now, 22 years later, it's almost still a representation of what society is now, like egging people on to kind of get a reaction, right, for, you know, mm-hmm. in, for entertainment purposes itself. Like you can post a beautiful picture of you and your family or something, and all of a sudden you're on Twitter talking about how creeps and nasty dudes everywhere. And it's just like this this girl is not even eight. Or you know what I mean? Like. Definite parody of society, too. You know what I mean? Like, it's just those two people are exactly what, like, the commonality, like, the commonplace is. They're all just chilling next to each other, sitting down, like, nothing's a big deal. And then one person just says, No, the chick's wrong. And the other person says, No, the dude's wrong. You're just like, Man, everyone's just like, and that's how society is now. Whether it be from religious persecution to cultural ethnicity, uh, food, politics, uh, sexual orientation, physiology. I don't know, bro. Like, people just want to argue about everything. Like, people look for things to argue about. You know what I mean? Like, like they will go on the internet and spend their time in arguments with people they have no idea or with people who sit behind, like, fake accounts. Like, who are just there – to have arguments and i'm just like man like if you like it's one thing like if you like i, I get it like if you make a troll account because you want to check something out or you want to read something or you don't want to even talk to that's that's, that's whatever that's an incognito account i call that but if you're just going on there to harass people to be a troll like that's someone who really has a lot of time on their hands right now where they feel like they're not being adequately adequately acknowledged as a human so they're choosing to focus all their negativity uh, against somebody else who's maybe living a more positive aspect of their life. And that's what trolling has become yeah. from that, from the 90s show, whether it be on TV or in person or through media. It's now been pushed to social media. They don't even have – the main shows don't even have to really even do it anymore. Even people on TV have to do it anymore because it happens online every day. You know, yeah. Crazy stuff, bro. Every day. So as we mentioned, they get deleted, or F-minus, as the boys did. So they send that in as the revenge, <laughs> and back to this side of the storyline. So the, after the prank has gotten out of hand, the boys and Jimbo uh, are going to eventually end up, though, on the Jesus and uh, Pals show. But before we get there, uh, we do see, uh, you know, as you mentioned, 
Ned go catatonic because they get a uh, a phone call or whatnot, a, a tip that the Mexican staring frog could be in South Park, Colorado. So they get in the car and as they're driving, it's on the way. They're oh, are, you guys are stationed in Nam too. The cameraman's talking to Jimbo. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, did you guys have the log ride? And he was like, yeah, we had the log ride. It was fun. It's how we didn't really want the log ride. We, we kept waiting and waiting and, and waiting. We never got that log ride. We Jim, never got it. Jim was like, yeah, the war was hard was on all of us. It was hell on all of us. It was hell on all of us. So, you know, that was more, I guess you might say, as far as um, bending the truth and reality, having other characters now play into the fact that in Vietnam they had some sort of amusement park access, which, again, that is not the case. Uh, so as they get to the place where the Mexican staring frog is, he's chilling on a rock. The boys are previously had sent him a video. And as you kind of alluded to at the beginning of the episode with some of the sound effects he did, the boys, when they sent him the video of the, the frog sitting on top of the rock, he's all like attached by a string. And initially, Cartman does the voice. That's how. I was watching a video on how um, who was it? The guy who voices uh, Bender and all the different voices he did. And one of them, they he said, uh, "Oh, he said how he does the voice of Bender when he's getting electrocuted or like having a good time, as he just kind of does that with his with his mouth, like oh, yeah, baby. Like that's how he does that Bender voice with it, like when he's being electrocuted and stuff like that. So like it's just all about doing it on your neck. So that was a quick little tip I learned about doing voiceovers. If anybody's interested in do that, look up on YouTube. You can find all tons of stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> not to go on a, on a tangent, uh, but uh, yeah. Sri Lanka, Cartman did a, a funny voice. He was like doing that voice of like a talking frog and <laughs> standing, <laughs> standing car, like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you know, what are you doing? Like, frogs don't talk, you idiot. I am the deadly Mexican stealing frog of southern Sri Lanka. I am very scary and dangerous. Cut! Cartman, fight! It's supposed to be a frog! I know that! Well, since when do frogs talk, Cartman? It's a Sri Lanka frog! Durr, Cartman! Durr yourself, hippie! Just do it again, Cartman, and don't make it talk! Okay, here we go, ready? Are you ready, Cartman? I'm ready, Steven Spielberg! Action! <laughs> he does, what is that, what's the voice he ends up doing, Ian? The sound effect Cartman does. <laughs> He does like a. you guys. So, they they send that in, and uh, that's how eventually Jimbo and Ned appear on this scene. Now, the frog, as we mentioned, is chilling on this rock. And they get out of the car, and they're like, holy crap, man. And they're like, get down. Talking to their producer guy. Get down, get down. And all of a sudden, like, the, they're like, he's right there on the rock. He's like, all right, Ned, you go ahead and come around the back. I'll go ahead and distract him, and then you can take him out. So he throws a grenade, and then the frog ends up getting blown up as far as, like, uh, it turns around. And then Ned sees this fake toy, and he gets catatonic. And his hair <laughs> pops up, and Ned shoots the frog, and... 
Now his best friend is in the hospital. His best friend's in the hospital. The boys show up and they're all like, oh, no, we didn't think that this was going to happen this way. We just were trying to get you back because we made the whole thing up. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, my best friend's in the hospital. We lied to everybody. And so, like, you kind of feel bad for Jimbo. But also at the same time, you kind of did lie to the boys. So, I mean, you started this whole chain of events. Started this whole thing, yeah. He started the whole chain of events. Now, meanwhile, the producer, Jesus producer, is all like chilling on the outside of this room. And she comes up with like a speaker and a like satellite and a mic. And she's like, oh, I couldn't help overhearing. Yeah, no, bitch. You had a fucking like uh, eavesdropping device. You were mm-hmm. there. Okay. So and that's something I dislike this, by the way, but what you can see below. But uh, it's dumb. I don't like it. So I was that kind of. I was like, that's that's not even good comedy. Uh, I just happen to be eavesdropping. Like if she didn't have the the equipment on her head, then okay, that's oh, that's makes one that makes it makes sense. But if you just have spying equipment on, then obviously you were spying. So it's not a really funny joke. But she does make a bargain with them, Ian. She says, "Come on my show, Jesus and pals. Your story has everything." It's got uh, deception, drama, backstabbing, right? So <laughs> she invites them on to the show. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because Jesus' producer kind of sounds like Fraser Crane's agent, Baby Glazer. Uh, you know, she's trying to repair the damage by revamping the format and bringing in a hyped up studio audience now. <laughs> now, Jesus is reluctant to kind of go full on uh, Geraldo Rivera. But telling it doesn't matter. The studio announces it. You know, the, the studio announced that they're, they're watching it. They're just kind of like so tuned in. And right. they want this tabloid formula that they even react when they don't get the necessary cues. Like Jesus is trying to do a heartwarming story, as you mentioned, about the man and the, the face milling accent. And they didn't care about that. And then, okay. Uh, it's got- him. Uh, it has Devob Denver on. And... Uh, did you just get here, Bob? <laughs> yep, yep, it's got here. It's got here. <laughs> All right, how's everything going? Everything's going great. <laughs> All right. Going great, Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was bad. As you can see, Scoop is making the faces there on YouTube. It was a bad, it was like one of those really awkward interviews you have with someone. And unfortunately, you know, he, he didn't have, really have anything prepared. But. By the time they get to this, now they have, I believe that <laughs> did they do it in? The, yes, it was in this segment. This has one of my funniest things in like South Park, and I mentioned to you before we started. And it has to do with the guy in the audience <laughs> who gets it mixed up that he doesn't know what show he's on anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he thinks that he's got on. Uh, he thinks he's on Montel. I believe is what it was, right? Mm-hmm. Montel, I think we're forgetting something very important in all of this. Okay, sure, he touched some children, but the man is a great singer and he has entertained us for so many years. W- what are you talking about? Michael Jackson, all this bad mathing, putting the man down. Maybe he did touch some children now and then, but come on, it's Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson! And um, they kind of take a shot here at Michael Jackson. And uh, in a very slight kind of undertone type of way, you know what I mean? And he says, Montel, I think we're getting something very important in this, okay? 
you know, sure he did some cheating, but the man's a great singer. He's entertained us for so many years. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure he did some cheering, but yeah, he's entertained us for so many years. Okay, sure he did some cheering, but the man's a great singer, and he's entertained us for so many years. And she's like... What are you talking about? And he's like, Michael Jackson. I was bad now to put the man down. Maybe he did judge the children now and then, but come on, it's Michael Jackson. It's Michael Jackson. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, yeah, no. Then he said to Jesus, now, Jesus, if you want to touch the children. <laughs> and oh, there was also a couple of comments I forgot. There was a red haired woman earlier on his show that he was like, she was like, he wants to have his cake and eat it too. He's got to dump that trash girlfriend. It's all about respect. You got to have respect for yourself. <laughs> and that's when that Montel comment happens. And then they were like, all right, you guys ready? And they're like, ready. So that's when they decide they're going to go on the show. They get on the show now. The, the Jesus of Pals lady has them on. They're telling their story. And the way they're kind of first telling it is like that, you know, they're making the kids out to be the bad guys here and the whole story of it. And then they go to commercial break. And after they get to commercial break, they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys need to hype this shit up. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't bring you on here to, you know, for a, to, to be a droll, essentially. You know, put people to sleep. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, she basically says, "You guys are corpses out here. We need a little bit more action from everybody." And Jimbo says, "Like what?" She's like, "Go ahead and tell how your nephew Stan takes drugs and worships Satan." <laughs> and Jim was like, Satan got it. <laughs> Satan got it. <laughs> and Dad's like, Whoa, I don't take drugs and worship Satan. That's lying. And Jim was like, Give a little taste of your own medicine, you little fibber. And uh, the producer's like, You kids, I didn't bring you on the show to be born. So somebody get pissed off and throw a chat at Ned over here. And Cabby's like, Hey, Dad. <laughs> and then she hey, said, she says, now remember, it all started fighting when the chip is thrown, uh, when the chair is thrown. That's your cue. So they go back to Jesus and pals, and then Jinvo starts telling his story and goes, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, because he's on drugs and worships the devil. And Stan's like, well, I only did it because he molested me. <laughs> and Jinvo's like, wow, you little piece of crap. And Stan's like, you big piece of crap. And Carmen <laughs> says, that's it. Yeah, I'm really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Check that, Ned. Take that, you hippie. Take that, you hippie. Jimbo was like, hey, and the audience is like, Jesus, Jesus. So that's what they were kind of <laughs> referencing, the Jerry Springer you mentioned. And then uh, Jesus says, okay, okay, that's enough. And the woman says, what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> As uh, the woman gets struck in the audience. Now the audience, everybody's fighting. And then Jesus eventually goes, everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everybody's all shocked. They're like, what? Jesus saying, fuck up? What the fuck up? You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually it all breaks down and they admit to the fact that Jimbo might have, uh, you know, fibbed or, you know, ex- uh, what's the word they use? Um, elongated the truth or whatever it was. It embellished. There it is. They, they might have embellished the truth a little, but that's different. <laughs> Jesus like, is it? He's like, well, sure. I mean, nah, I guess that. Gotta love Jimbo. And he's like, yeah, what? And nah, I get that. You're right. You're right. Well, you're right. And Jesus like, as for you, Stan, I think you need to kick your drug habit. And Stan's like, wait a second. I didn't take drugs. That was a lie. Jesus is like, wait, Jimbo made that up? And Stan's like, no, your producer did. And Stan's like, yeah, she made Jimbo tell every everybody that I did drugs. And Jesus is like, what? 
And Jerry was like, it's true. She did. I'm a, t- I'm such a tool. And then uh, <laughs> Kyle's like, yeah, she told us to throw a chair at Ned. And Cartman's like, yeah, I didn't want to do it, Jesus. They didn't make me do it. <laughs> and the crowd's all like, screw this show. I thought this was so real. And Jesus is like, wait, everybody, come back. And then the, the African-American guy goes again. goes, don't feel bad, Montel. We all want to touch him children sometimes. It's only natural. Don't feel too bad, Montel. We all want to touch children sometimes. It's only natural. <laughs> it's only natural. Uh, that is not natural for me or Scoop, and I believe a large portion of our audience would agree with us there. That is not for them. Anyway. Yeah, hopefully. And if you yeah. are not, then please don't do anything. Uh, yeah. Let me know who you are, and we'll come find you. We'll no. no. <laughs> as long as they don't act on it, then if they're just fucked up in the brain living somewhere by themselves, then, you know, they're not doing anything. They're not touching kids, and they're fine. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I want to do children naturally. Anyway, so Jim, Jim says, I'm, I'm sorry, Stan. I was just trying to tell oh, a good story. I never meant for you boys to get in trouble. Stan says, we're sorry to you, Uncle Jimbo. We're good. We're sorry for making you look stupid in front of the whole world. Kyle says, yeah, we're sorry for turning Ned into a vegetable. And Jimbo is like, yeah, he'll be fine. I'll just take him home and show him some good hardcore porn. He'll snap right out of it, won't you, Ned? <laughs> <laughs> Then Jesus is like, I want to apologize to all of you for what happened in there. You know, in our competition for ratings, we lost sight of why we got into show business in the first place. And Jimbo says, Yeah, titties and beer. And, <laughs> and Jesus, actually, I was referring to more of the pursuit of truth. Uh, well, anyway, I can't wait to get back to my show without all the glitz and the glamour and my producers. And Kyle says, Where is my producer? And I wanted to bring this up. And she says, uh, He says, I sent her away. And Cartman says, Sent her away? Where? And we go to hell, where we see the producer being, uh, I guess, uh, introduced to hell by who else? But not only Satan, <laughs> but Saddam. Where is your producer? I sent her away. Sent her away where? What is this? What's happening? Welcome to my dominion. Put your feet up. Me and Satan were just about to go shopping for furniture. Come on, Satan. Okay, honey. His lover in the night. Dom says, hey, hey, guy, take a load out. Put up your feet. Me and Satan were just about to go shopping for furniture. Come on, Satan. And Satan's like, okay, honey. <laughs> and then the producer's like, no! That's uh, how the episode ends, guys. So that was kind of a uh, prelude there to – I think that's really cool that they did it in last season and they did it in this season now. They're dropping eggs on, on how to build up to this movie. You know what I mean? Like all these little characters as we're watching through, we can see how this movie comes into play. So I thought overall this was a good episode. There were some good highlights in it. Um, let's kind of get un- to the underlying tones. These are some of the things I, I, I put here. Uh, let me ask you this before we get into the underlying tones. Were you able to find anything on public reception? no yeah me either no i was looking but i couldn't it's kind of a hidden episode i guess well i don't say it's it's not hidden it's just it's not widely reviewed and that's not necessarily a bad thing either i mean we got to think this was what 1998 so the internet wasn't as big then so only the big critical uh episodes that get people talking are probably going to be more or less covered i think in the mainstream media yeah yeah i guess I mean, even now. Yeah, it's it, um, 
I, I mean, like really there was blogs it. and like there's reviews written about the show where people go back mm-hmm. and they review it, but there's not actual like mainstream media coverage at the time. No, there isn't anything. So we're just going to go over the underlying tones in this episode. The first is the man in the Jesus and pals audience, as we mentioned, calls uh, Jesus Montel since he seems to think he's at a taping of the Montel Williams show. But it's also a crack at Michael Jackson. Sure, we touch some children, but you know, we all won't touch the children sometimes. He's Michael Jackson. He's Michael Jackson. So uh, that was kind of a knock. And, uh, and if you think about just years later, you know, there was a movie that came out called Leaving Neverland Ranch. And, you know, there were other people that accused Michael Jackson of having sexual misconduct with children. So um, they they kind of, I don't know, I wouldn't say forecasted it as far as what happened, but they definitely were one of the first uh, mainstream shows to take a shot at him in this way, as far as I can remember. That sticks out to me. Um, I don't. I don't know if that does for you. No, it doesn't. No. Okay. Well, it did for me. That's why I always remembered this one, and it's a funny speech. It's because you want you want to touch children. I don't know why. Yeah, 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 it's, it's funny. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. Uh, the next one, as we kind of mentioned there, and this is how the episode ends. They foreshadow the episode's ending to pick Satan and Saddam Hussein as lovers, setting up the events for South Park bigger, longer, and uncut. Uh, we also mentioned in this episode that the kind of the insane troll logic that exists then and now, where we see the women in the audience who thinks that a woman on stage with her husband who managed to survive a near fatal accident should dump her husband. <laughs> and then it, he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. <laughs> so we kind of touched on that one already about that. Uh, this one was interesting. I don't think we talked about this. The abuse itself, you know, since they can't use it's coming right for us, they need to justify hunting by saying they're thinning out the numbers. Coming up, uh, we're going to thin out some more whatever they said, and we're going to thin out some endangered species. Like, So it's just another way for them to hunt. And I think that's kind of a, a good, uh, interesting thing to talk about, not just from a hunting perspective, but in business – they, there's a lot of loopholes, you know what I mean? That loophole abuse and laws and business get, I think, uh, uh, extorted or taken advantage of on a day-to-day basis. You know, things we don't even see behind closed doors, whether it be on Capitol Hill or in a Fortune 50 company. I think we make our lives on loopholes. <laughs> Yeah, I would say a lot of the top 1%. I think if you can figure out the loopholes, you're part of the 1%, aren't you? I mean, at this point, like Probably. if you figured out the one, the loop, all the big loopholes to keep all your money, you've, you know, like I, I'm going to let you in on some. I can tell you easily how you, if you really want to keep your money. I mean, realistically, all you have to do is like start a shell company somewhere and then just, you know, funnel your money into the shell company. And if as long as it's offshore and out of this country, you could, it's, it's not, ta- it's non-taxable. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, there's a couple of different ways you could do it. I'm just giving you an easy way to start. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of loose that goes on in the world is what we're saying. Now, we don't even take advantage of this. We just know it. I mean, but because a lot of these people end up being like corrupt and getting fucked over in the end. So you're kind of like, I don't know if I want to do this. It's going to win. So, you know, we kind of try to make our money the honest way. And hopefully uh, we won't have to take advantage of any loopholes in the future. But if we do, uh, you know, start up, cash in, sell out, bro down, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, the other one was they kind of do it in this episode and other episodes. The terrifying 
pet store rat spoof. Now, in this one, it's spotted with the Mexican staring frog of Southern Sri Lanka in the boys' video, which isn't even a real frog, just a stuffed toy on a string. Have you looked up terrifying pet store rat? Look it up on Google. So if you look it up on Google, it brings up all these weird different pictures and, like, animal phobias and different rats and it just talks about all these different pet store rats, terrifying pet store rat. It's a, it's it's kind of a trope used in pop culture, more or less. Um, like uh, the the protagonist opens the cupboard in a haunted house, and terror of terrors, there's a rat inside. Everyone involved screams at the sight of the filthy, deceased venom. Except it looks like it's been recently bathed and brushed. And instead of fleeing or acting aggressive, it's looking expectantly, and the actors for a treat. In really egregious cases, it might even be white or multicolored instead of brown like a wild rat. This is a terrifying pet store rat. Hmm. There are some fucked up images, dude. Right? I'm telling you. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm done looking at that. Anyway. So this is generally caused by the fact that wild animals are really hard to work with. A wild rat might panic and flee realistically, but getting it to sit still long enough for the actors to show up as a challenge and is anything involved in and as anything is involved in moving, it can be. Um, um, so there's a much higher chance of an animal or human handlers being injured, which helps no one. So this trope is one of the acceptable breaks from reality which is done for safety's sake. So that's what I meant by is they were using a fake frog or, or the pet store, the terrifying pet store rat. <laughs> so they, it's, that's a way underlying. Uh, if you understood media, that's why I wanted to bring it up. I liked it. Anyway, that was an underlying tone for the episode. Now let's go to the top moments we liked and disliked. Ian, what was your first top moment you liked? Ned's beautiful voice. Ned's beautiful voice. Ned Gerblansky's beautiful voice when he has it. Oh, right. When he's in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. As I as I mentioned, mine was it's okay, Montel. Sherry touch and cheer. Uh your second one, what was your second one you liked? Jimbo's story about Nam. Uh the 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 uh Ferris wheel. And how he embellished a little bit and took on the whole Viet Cong army, him and Ned. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, mine was the Mexican staring frog at Southern Sri Lanka sends Ned into the catatonic shock. That was ridiculous. But it's interesting that, like, because Ned built it up so much in his head that when he saw it and he saw it without his eyes, or, you know, he saw it exposed, they were just like, he, he just. Went into a state of coma, like um, this man is catatonic. Have you ever like is, is something ever freaked you out? Not catatonically, because obviously that you might not be here. We, we, you know, it could be someone else have happened. But have you ever been shocked to the point where it kind of like throws you off about something, and you kind of feel like you're having an odd about out of body experience? Not really. Really, have you ever got news or something bad never happened in your life where you're just kind of like in a state of disbelief emotionally. Where you feel like you're just like everything around you is going on, but you're just like in your own little like depressive, sad zone or something like that, or happy zone or anything like that. I mean, that's me daily. I'm in my own zone all the time. You know what I'm talking about? 
Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> per se, personally, no, I haven't. Not yet. Like I would equivalent it to being on shrooms at times. Like, <laughs> like if you're if you've ever done shrooms, anybody's ever done that, you can be in and you can be out, right? So like mm-hmm. if you're in that in, you're on your own little zone and your own little world where everything around you is moving or even slow down to a point where you're like, what the fuck? It's only been five minutes. So, Dude. like yeah. we've been watching the Doors movie forever. <laughs> Fucking Val Kilmer. <laughs> He's been on my TV for what feels like hours. Don't ever watch the three doors minutes. On, oh, dude, don't ever watch the doors on mushrooms. It is the longest movie on mushrooms. Like it felt like six hours. <laughs> I mean, it's all, I think it's already a two and a half hour movie. So it's already long. So like, just don't do that. Don't you? Anyway. Uh, so your, what was your next one here? <laughs> Say hi, Ned. My Ned. <laughs> and the way that it, the way that it makes uh, Jumbo crack up during the show, that was that that it, that gets me too because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jumbo's like that always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> My Ned. <laughs> My Ned. <laughs> Um, my third one was Jesus sending the producer to hell for screwing up the show and making the boys and Jimbo lie for the sake of ratings. That's a pretty harsh thing to go to jail for or hell for, huh? First of all, she didn't even die. So Jesus just straight up was like, you're done. Like killed off the show. You're going to hell. I don't know. A little harsh, but I liked it. And I thought it was funny. I I mean, deserve it. Right. Right. Um, what was the next thing you liked? I see you editing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just that expand. Uh, the law changing the it's coming right for us. So now they have to use then now the numbers. We have to kill them so they don't die. <laughs> <laughs> we have to kill them. They don't die. <laughs> Let's stand out the numbers. <laughs> or like there's like four or five deer i don't i think we might have touched it but we didn't actually say this there's four or five deer on the mountain and then ned's got a flamethrower and he just let's find out the numbers ah good now they won't die (laughs) oh man okay mine was the video the boys send to uncle jimbo with the toy frog cartman is dressed up as an old lady so we didn't really go in depth (laughs) with this but they shoot like a movie to send it while they're shooting it. They're dressing him up in different ways. <laughs> Cartman, <laughs> he's dressed up in an old lady outfit. And then like he gets dressed up and like he has to pretend he sees the frog. So he faints. Ah, ah, he falls down. And when they send the video in, it goes, it, goes, it shows the frog. Then it shows Cartman fainting. And then it goes to a quick flash of Kenny mooning everybody. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's my last one too that's that's what i put for my last favorite of this video too or this episode this is a video that they send in but it's like okay so how does ned and jimbo not fucking recognize these kids and then like you can clearly see that it's fucking kenny because I mean, come on. The dude is mooning the fucking camera at the end of their video and it's on TV and they're like, that's for all you naysayers out there. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that part. So I think that what it has to do is they were not watching it, right? So they didn't actually see the video that they were mm-hmm. putting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't Maybe. know. I don't know. 
Maybe they're just that stupid. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, hold on. I'm going to pause here for a second because there was something I wanted to pull up here. Okay, I got, I, I got it right here. There's something I want to pull up. All right, and then let's go into here. Do, 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 do. Okay, so yeah, my last thing was the video of the boys. Your last thing was the video tricking Ned and Jimbo Kenny moaning the camera at the end, and um, the man, and then of course you know J Man sending his producer to hell. So that was what our top like. Let's talk about our dislikes, Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, I put a couple here. One, the producer of Jesus and Pals thinks Jimbo and Ned's hunt for the titular frog is brilliant ratings. Come on, that's dumb. Like, oh my God, the ratings are going up. They got it went from twelve people to twenty-five people to thirty people. We're the number one thing watched on South Park Public Access. Coming, come on, it's it's a little public access channel. I it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, What was the top your top thing you disliked? I just the frog. The frog. <laughs> because it's the Mexican staring frog of southern Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka is in the Indian Ocean out in Asia. It's not even close to Mexico. They could have been a little bit more creative with it. Like the Mexican chup- staring staring chupacabra of southern Mexico. Like, you know, something a little bit more clever. But it's just it kind of bothered me and it was just stupid. I felt like it could have been without actually without like the frog and the producer i'm just going to combine my two things that i don't like into one so i didn't actually like the producer because for one the her idea of thinking that the 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 frog was a brilliant rating stunt that like you said it's fucking stupid and then it's just like it's just too forced with the producer i felt like we could do without the frog and the producer and still kind of have Jesus fighting Jimbo and Ned for ratings a different way. That's just how I felt about that. So no, I don't disagree. Like I, that's a good point. Like that's was my number two. Is whoever named the Mexican stereo frog <laughs> must have failed geography. It's a dumb yeah. location, but I guess it's supposed to be funny. That's kind of yeah. their point, right? Is they're trying to make ha ha. But it's not a good. It's it, like it doesn't like because when you look up Southern Sri Lanka, you look at it and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't really get the joke. Like so, like it, it doesn't really have a, a build up or a punchline. It's just it's the yeah. Mexican stereo frog of Southern Sri Lanka. So you're like, okay, that's I guess that's funny. Uh, and then yeah, my third one was the producer claiming she couldn't help but overhear that Stan and Jimbo confessing to their lies. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it would have been more believable if she hadn't been wearing, you know, the device in her ear that she just used to eavesdrop. So I, I didn't like that point. Like that was just kind of dumb. Um, and then the way you, your was your last thing. Can you la- elaborate on the last thing you disliked? So the way that Ned loses his arm, he kind of just pulls the pin out of her grenade and just it just blows up in his hand. I wanted that to be a little bit more epic. I wanted it to be to where like. I don't know, he dove and saved Jimbo from something and threw a grenade back or, you know, like, it got blown off while he's shooting somebody with somebody else shooting off his arm and he, like, blows him up. with the, uh, Just a little bit more epic other than just in, like, pink boom. And it's like, oh, that's how he lost his arm. Really? So... No, I, I agree. It would have been cool if, like, if he had lost it from... 
like the Viet Cong coming up or biting it or something, biting it or off, getting it or, chopped off, or yeah, or something, losing cool. it in the plane. Instead, crash. it was just him being stupid, and not throwing the grenade correctly, and he, his arm blows up. So, yeah, that's our top like and dislike. Hey, though, I did want to bring this up as I mentioned it when we had Greg on, but I didn't do it last week because Kenny didn't really have any prominent things to say. But we're gonna start it this week. What did Kenny say? <laughs> so in this episode, Kenny had a couple lines. First part of the episode, I believe, is when they're talking about Jimbo here. And I'm going to pull this up. Kenny said, just face it, dude. Your uncle's stupid. When <laughs> they were talking about uh, going to detention. And yeah. uh, unfortunately getting in detention because of the F- minus they got. <laughs> uh, and then being upset about it. And the second one, the second time, which I thought was even better, was uh, they were... And this is the line. Jimbo goes, and you saw it here on the Jimbo and Ned show. And then Kyle goes, dude, I can't believe they fell for it. Stan goes, yeah, what a couple of dumbasses. And then Kenny says, yeah, it's like killing a dead pig and a turkey. <laughs> and Stan goes, yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't I get that. Get, I don't get that. We're killing a, uh, a dead turkey? Yeah, well, because the context is Jimbo says, well, there you have it. Undeniable proof that the Mexican serial drug of Southern Sri Lanka exists. And then Cartman, uh, inside Cartman's residence, and the boys are watching it. And then Jimbo says, and you saw it here on the Jimbo and Ned show. And Kyle goes, dude, I can't believe they fell for it. Yeah, what a couple of dumbasses. And then, yeah, Kenny says, yeah, it's like killing a dead pig and a turkey. They fell for it. It's like killing a dead pig and a turkey. Yeah, what a bunch of dumbasses. Hmm. All right, and last thing before we go, Scoop, I got to ask, does this make Scoop's top 20? Yes, it does. Or not top 20, but top 100. I'm doing top 100. Okay, so it doesn't make top 20. Um, no. Not top 20, but it's in the top 100. It's in the top 100. 100. All right, I'll give you that. I would say this is definitely in the top 100 for me too. So it definitely breaks the top 100. You know, when I was looking over some different episodes or somebody, oh, you know who it was? I was was talking with Rick Vickery. Um, He hosts a show on Hacker Amin as well, a couple of shows. And we were just talking about one of the episodes he was watching the other night. And he was like, oh, I'm watching this episode. And it was from season four. And I was like, man, season four has so many bangers. Like when we get there, oh, like that's so going to be like a lot of my top 20 because like aside from the Pip episode and the season finale, which is the very crappy Christmas where it's like, where the water becomes a poo and the poo becomes a land. And like <laughs> until we get to that, like, and that's how it's supposed to be with you and me and the poo, the river and the sea. So like other than that episode there and the Pip episode, there's not a lot of episodes that I don't like in that episode. It's got my favorite episode of all time. Season four, episode five, Scott Tenorman must die. It's also got season four, episode six, which is behind the blow with the Terrence mm-hmm. and Phillips. It's got Nambla. <laughs> behind the blow. I love that one. <laughs> Well, Earth Day, and that just happened as we record this episode. Uh, it's got uh, Nambla with the Nambla <laughs> Carmen, like, eh, I like me, eh. <laughs> and uh, it's got Timmy, uh, Timmy, and the Lord of the Underworld. Uh, it's also got uh, do the it also got do the handicap go to hell. Uh, who the hell who the hell knows so that when Cartman starts his own church there's a lot of bangers in that in that season I'm telling you so when we get there that'll be a lot of my top 20 
ladies and gentlemen. And you're listening to the show. Tweet us at South Park Pod, Suck My Balls Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. You can email us at suckmyballs at gmail.com. I'm your host, the most Liz on the West Coast, your boy, Matthew Schaffer. You can check me out on two other podcasts as well. I host the Impact Attack with Ben Hameen, which drops every Wednesday where we review Impact Wrestling. And of course, the Like the Fuse podcast where I review AEW Wrestling with a former professional wrestler, Chris Silvio, and of course, Ben Hameen, both professional wrestlers, still active. So we uh, can check me out over there. And they, of course, ha- host our show, hackerhameen.podbean.com, as well as ratsaladreview.com. You can go over there and check out some of their shows. They've got the Right Opinion Pod. You should check out that show, Ian. I think you'd really like that show, actually. I think you'd like that show. No, I mean, I really think you would like that show, the Right Opinion Pod. I think yeah. you'd like you'd like it. It's, it a, it's got a guy named Harrison Bergeron, and he is more on the conservative side. Um, but the way he talks, it's interesting and he's funny and he does good stuff. And, uh, you know, I think you'd, uh, you'd like his podcast. So check that out on ratsaladreview.com or you can check it out on hackerhomey.com. Hackerhomey.pymy.com. Of course, you can check out us everywhere on YouTube, the show, if you're watching it. Thank you so much. Please like, share us, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandpa, tell your little brothers over 18 or your little sister who's over 20. I don't know. Maybe I want to be older to watch this show. I'm just kidding. Feminism. Hashtag me too. They can be over 18. Uh, Scoop, where can the people <laughs> talk to you? Do you want them to hit you up on our Twitter where you like to be controversial and say weird things that have no context sometimes? Yes, I do. You like it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, fuck you. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Actually, I, I'm the one who did the Burger King post. Did you Did you see that one? I don't know if you saw that one I put up. No, no, no. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, I was reading through some threads, and some guy was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm upset or something like that, or blah, 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 blah. Or he said something to some chick, and I was like, Of course, you work for Burger King, you creepy weirdo. Like, oh, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> like, so it was just like a ra- likes on it. It was just like a random thought I had. Like, I saw on another social media outlet, so I threw it up on Twitter. I'm like, Of course, you work for Burger King, you creepy fuck. And sometimes it gets hard going through there. And then we get some of those keyboard warrior feminism, feminist ladies. Don't you mansplain stuff to me. And it's just like, oh, I want to comment so bad. (laughs) Uh, Well, as I make it very clear, ladies and gentlemen, most of the comments are coming from Ian. So if you want to argue with him in any way, shape, or form, you can hit us up on our Twitter at SuckMyBallsPod. Drop us a line on our Facebook as well. Uh, we're on South Park Pod on Facebook. And uh, that's going to do it, guys, for another edition of Shake Man. 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 Omkring ham dannet sneen vid Ting tang ting du til dig Han stred sig frem i regn og blæst med et der sejnede hans hest Ting tang du, ting tang du, ting tang ting du til dig Den jomfru sad i høje tårn Ting tang ting du til dig Og ventede ham som til fond Ting tang ting du til dig Men natten 
gik så trist og lang I ensomhed til solopgang Jing jang lu, jing jang lu Jing jang jing lu til dig Den næste dag vi hed morgen rød Jing jang jing lu til dig de fandt den stakkels junker død Ting tang ting nu til Han dækket var af sne og is Men tør nu op i paradis Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting nu til Det var jo noget værd og noget Ting tang ting nu til dig For da han tøde blev han våd Ting tang ting nu til dig Men sådan kan det altså gå Når man går uden hue på Ting tang lu, ting tang lu Ting tang ting nu til dig Ting-tang-ting-lu-til-ej 